0: Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain
1: on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for.
0: I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry.
1: I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We wanna minister to you, the children's minister.
0: Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today for our conversation. Hello, Dr. Virginia. How are you today? Good. How are you, Dr. Val? I'm doing pretty well. I actually have a writing assignment that I'm working on that I'm behind on just a little (laughs) bit that's due next week. The holidays (laughs) just got the better of me this year. Thank you. They came fast and hard. I had two assignments, you know, one do right after the, uh, like, they were really close together. And so, it just made me a little bit behind. So uh, my brain is running a little crazy today, <laughs> yeah. um, trying to get kind of everything accomplished uh, yes. between some work we're doing here at the house yes. and, and then our work that we're yes. doing here and yes. then that. So, yeah. So I'm good. I I should be able to stay on track, I think. Hopefully. Hopefully.
1: I know. I feel that this is like our kids, you know, our kids went back to preschool this week and it's like they didn't go back till
0: Wednesday, but they're still confused
1: because we've been home for so long. So they're like, what? Why are we even back here? What are we doing here? So
0: it is really hard when we get our kids out of their routines, especially when they're that young, because they don't quite understand why they're out of routine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but their bodies feel it and their minds mm-hmm. feel it. And they just really, I think, struggle a lot. Yes. And so that kind of leads pretty well into, I think, what we're talking <laughs> about today, because our topic that we really wanted to talk about is how we as the church, as the children's ministry, mm-hmm. are working to partner with parents to help them grow in the Lord, to help them grow in the Word, to help them build a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. and lead and, their
1: children well, and doing yes, all those things as well
0: for for parents in general, a routine, having consistency that you're talking about, like when you talk about how when you know schedules are disrupted, things can kind of be disruptive, and yeah. and it, it disrupts their lives. And as much as we want to have fun with kids and do different things with kids, obviously really when they have structure and routine, they feel safe mm-hmm. and they are more receptive to learn and to understand. And so I really think it's important for us to help parents find ways to be able to encourage the spiritual life of their children and how we can help them do that. So I think that this is a great topic for the start of the year. Yeah. For us. Amen. So, <laughs> I actually kind of wanted to start off this um particular conversation a little bit differently i told virginia i really wanted to read a, a piece of scripture and it's one that 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 most everyone knows uh, but it is truly one of my favorite passages and and i'll talk about why in just a minute but um i am going to read and and i just to, to to i'm reading it from my yeah our favorite <laughs> bible <laughs> our favorite bible i use this it's really funny i i i i have, sometimes you can see my desk and sometimes you can't, but whenever I'm working on a writing assignment, this Bible is not too far from me. So that was why I was like, (laughs) I'll just, I'll read it from this one today, but I do love this Bible. So um, this is actually Deuteronomy um, chapter six, and I'm going to start, actually, I'm going to start earlier because I love starting with chapter four. Listen, Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Find them as a sign on your hand and let them be as a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gate. It's a passage of scripture that's actually known as the Shema, and I may not be pronouncing it correctly according to how you learned it, because everyone I talked to has learned that (laughs) word differently. And so I've had people in conferences before go, I think you're pronouncing that incorrectly. And I was like, well, I I learned it as Shema, I may be wrong. Uh, But actually it's a really, really important scripture Mm -hmm. as children's ministers, as leaders in a children's ministry, as teachers, we need to constantly remind ourselves that we are to be teaching our children all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's talking about loving the Lord, your God, and then it goes on to say that you're going to talk about it when you're walking, when you're Mm -hmm. sitting, when you're lying down. When you're standing up and if you think about that
1: and all the times the in between day.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it covers yeah. everything you're going to be doing for you know for the <clears throat> you know entire day for your entire week for mm-hmm. your entire month and so I think that it just helps us to remember that we are not just to be learning about God learning his word only when the church doors are open mm-hmm that children need to be able to learn about the word of god and to learn about a relationship with jesus every single day of their life intertwined with everything they do throughout the day mm-hmm. and so so many parents i think sometimes will have this misconception that if they bring their kids to church that is all they have to do that checks off the responsibility for the spiritual life of their child where scripture makes it really clear that this is supposed to be a part of everything we do, that it's the parents that are primarily responsible for the spiritual growth and education of their children. Yep. Amen. And so um, it's, it's part of our responsibility as a church to partner with parents to be able to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Amen. Um, you know, I think it's easy for parents and in our culture for them to feel like, okay, I'm going to drop my kids off, like with the experts, you know, to get their, their Christian education. And our job is to come alongside and partner with parents. So we absolutely can never replace parents, um, in, in, any way. Um, and so we want to equip and train those parents to be, um, confident and, um, ready to disciple their children.
0: Right. And and we are fully aware. We understand that there are a lot of kids that may come to your church that's that true. don't have parents that are involved yeah. and that may just drop them off mm-hmm. or that may, maybe you have a ministry where you bring kids in. And so you are bringing in kids and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yes, they are getting everything they can possibly get from you. And that is great because yeah. that was my childhood. You know, I mentioned A couple of episodes ago, that I was raised very differently in church. And church for me became my safe place. It became my happy place. It was where I felt safe, even if it wasn't the same place every single week. It was, you know, where I felt very safe and where I felt very secure. So we definitely have kids that we are going to have contact with that we never see their parents. But I think in this episode, what we really wanted to chat about. Was those parents that you do see on a weekly basis, those parents mm-hmm. that are part of your ministry, Yes. how we can partner with those parents mm-hmm. to encourage them and to help them. You know, repetition is vital in comprehension and retention of information. Mm -hmm. We've talked, I think, about that before (laughs) in some of our childhood development discussions about how Mm -hmm. kids need repetition. And we know that they need it because they naturally want it. You know, if you get to the end of a book, what does a preschooler say? Again. again, read it again. <laughs> and so they naturally want that repetition. Mm-hmm. And so when they are at your church, they are only there for an hour or two at a time. <sighs> And now for a lot of churches, Sunday morning is it, you know, sometimes, you know, there are churches that still have Sunday evening services and Wednesday evening services, but for some churches, Sunday morning is the only service that the kids are there. And so again, we're talking about fewer and fewer hours that kids are getting in a church where they're learning the word of God, where they're hearing about Jesus, where they're understanding about a relationship with him. And so what parents are able to do at home. Yeah is huge because that's where they're going to get a lot of that repetition. That's where they're going to get a lot of that retention of information is when they hear it from the parents as well. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that it's incredibly important that parents are modeling their spiritual life for their kids mm-hmm. so that the kids see that the parents have this consistency of mm-hmm. you know going to bible study going to worship service having quiet time at home having a family devotional time having those kinds of things where the kids get that additional time and so the way that a parent has to look at their child's spiritual life bringing them to church is a component yes. of a plan that yes. they have to help their child grow in their faith. Yes. And we are an important component of that, Yeah, but we yes. are a component of that. Yes. But one of the things that I learned when I was preparing my dissertation, uh, we, we don't talk about our dissertations a whole lot. <laughs> no. Uh, but Virginia and no. I, if you heard the beginning of our podcast, we talk about how Virginia and I met during our doctoral program. And one of the aspects of my dissertation, I interviewed a great number of parents and talked Mm -hmm. about their child's spiritual growth and talked about how um, they partnered with the church because I was looking at biblical literacy within our church, within our children's ministries. And so, you know, the interviews that I had with parents typically fell along the same vein. Mm-hmm. where they shared that they were really struggling to help their kids spiritually. Yeah. You know, they were really relying on the church and the mm-hmm. children's minister mm-hmm. and their teachers to, to really do the lion's share of the work that, that would be done with their kids in growing in their spiritual life and learning the word of God, because they felt very insecure about Mm -hmm. how to share themselves. As a matter of fact, a lot of them said they actually relied on the kids. Like they just waited, you know, when I asked them, you know, how did they engage with their kids? So many of them said, oh, well, I just wait. And sometimes they'll tell me what they talked about at church. And and so I'll, I'll wait until they just share with me about what they did, or maybe they'll ask me a question. And so I just kind of wait for them to initiate it. Oh, because wow. they felt so uncomfortable
1: in yeah.
0: in having these conversations and having these kind of discussions with their kids. And and they honestly said, you know, we struggle to have a devotional time at home. You know, we struggle to know how to balance all the activities that we're doing. Because quite honestly, once kids get older, you know, when they hit middle school, now there's a lot of kids that are super involved in sports and things in, in, in elementary school. And so that it starts earlier. But I found personally for us, once mm-hmm. middle school hit, yeah, we were just constantly going because there were practices and ball games and yes. homework and exams, and you know, all of these things yeah. that kind of take over. And it can become very overwhelming as kids get older mm-hmm. to be able to do this kind of foundational work. And so, really being able to do it when kids are in the preschool age, when they're yes. in the elementary school age, yes. it's going to be so much easier for you to be able to kind of create this routine and to have these family times together because it dramatically changes as the kids get older. And so it's really something that parents struggle with. Have you found your parents as you've worked in children's ministry over the years, kind of struggle with knowing how to talk with their kids about spiritual things?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and even, you know, it's funny because as you were talking, I was sort of remembering even a particular parent who, you know, essentially a drop off said, you know, Oh, you know, this, this is why I, this is why I bring you here so they can teach you all the Bible stuff or they can teach you all yeah. this stuff about Jesus. And so, yeah. you know, parents who, you know, are well-meaning and love their children and, you know, know that it's important for their mm-hmm. children to learn the Bible and want their children to know Jesus. Right. Um, but just like you said, don't aren't equipped or don't feel equipped to do that themselves.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, what are some of the things that you have done that you have found that have worked to help you build these relationships? Because that's one of the things that we have to really try to do as children's ministers is to find intentional ways that we connect to parents because we are really the help for them there. We really need to help them to understand that responsibility because they don't necessarily hear that anywhere else. They really do believe that just dropping their kids off at church is is what's important part. And so what are some of the things that you have done in the past to try to to connect with parents and to build these relationships?
1: I'm going to kind of answer this in like a very sort of big picture way um, before we get into lots of different specifics. Um, One sort of vein of this is that um, I do love doing adult discipleship classes for parents, Mm -hmm. for teachers. Um, I love being able to do that in our particular churches on Wednesday nights. Um, I love being able to teach classes for adults about how to teach kids and how to disciple kids, how to teach them the Bible. Well, at any age, I love doing that. Love, love, love. That's our bread and butter. That's what we love to do. Um, so in order for me to be in a position to teach those classes personally this is something we talked about all the time (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i have to put in place key leaders who are able to sort of run you know the the minute to minute um of a children's ministry during that time on wednesday nights or you know whenever that time would be for you so One, I put into place key leaders who are able to oversee the ministry for me so that I am freed up Mm -hmm. to personally do some of this discipleship of parents um, and equipping of parents to help them. Um, you know, feel confident in teaching their children the Bible and feel equipped in teaching their children the Bible. And then I love
0: that, but not just because it's so desperately needed, but I also love the idea that if we have the ability to be able to be the leaders and facilitators of those particular types of groups, then we are building a relationship with the parents. I know there's a lot of churches that might have those classes that are taught by somebody else in the, you know, in the church. And that's great if you have those opportunities opportunities to do that. That really is good. But I love that you made sure that you had the ability to be able to lead those because then that helps you to build a relationship with them so that you are literally partnering with them more in the bringing the children's ministry component alongside the parent component. And so I think that's a great thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and that kind of ties into what you said about other classes as well. And so mm-hmm. sort of that's sort of one leg. And then the other sort of broad leg is um, wanting to doing whatever I can to get our parents connected to the adult ministries in the church. And yeah. so That's something that takes um, a lot of intentionality, not just within the children's ministry, but really churchwide. We've talked about this before, that it's really easy for ministries to get siloed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to have a good relationship with whoever it is that oversees those adult ministries, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's like an education minister or in a smaller church. I mean, maybe it's a particular Sunday school teacher or a particular adult teacher. Yeah. Um, having a good relationship with that person who oversees the adult ministries. That way I can help the parents get plugged in with other adults who aren't associated with the preschool and children's ministry. Um, And so, so the, at the broadest sense, it's at an organizational level of having leaders to where I can equip parents, but then also having good relationships to where I can help parents get plugged in with other adults as
0: well. Right. And I think that that's the hard thing is to really have that church staff come together to look at this component
1: yes. because a lot
0: of times the church staff will kind of say, well, that's children's ministry. That's kind of your deal, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, but to be able to say, can we as a staff look at how we are partnering with parents? How as a church staff, are we providing things for parents? Because I, I served at a church one time that had a large number of parents, but they also had a very large senior adult group. Mm-hmm. And like for them on Wednesday evenings, there was a large prayer group service and that was their tradition and that was what they wanted. And they didn't want to have Bible studies during those times. They didn't want to have any other things offered because they wanted the younger families to be part of the prayer service, which I totally understood. And, and, and I would have loved for the younger families to have felt Like that they could come into this, you know, prayer service and be a part. But the reality was that the younger parents, the younger couples, Mm -hmm. they really did not want to be in a prayer service with senior adults.
1: Where they everyone else around them is their grandparents' age right. or their parents' age. That was yeah. just not
0: something that they felt. And so mm-hmm. we were finding that those parents were were dropping off. And you and I were discussing mm-hmm. this earlier and talking about how that so often for those nights, parents will just be dropping their kids off and then they'll leave campus. Yeah. Sort of like my experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was that idea of like having, you know, that that sense of Of you know are we providing opportunities for every age group to feel comfortable for every age group to participate because we can hope that they're going to participate in something but you know your church culture Mm -hmm. and you know your families and for us we were just those younger families were not coming into the prayer service no matter what we did to try to make it inviting for them right and so that's when you do have to step back and go okay what can we do yes you know parenting classes marriage classes finance classes all of those kinds of things that Mm. will you know draw in younger families that will Mm. bring some interest and some excitement in like you mentioned can make a huge deal and we don't always, as the children's minister, have the ability to run all of those classes yes. along yes. with everything else that we're doing. Yes, yes. And, and so, so mm-hmm.
1: for the adult ministry to look at these parents and figure out, OK, how do we meet them where they are? Right. You know, we want them to come to us at the prayer meeting.
0: Well, yeah. No, how do
1: we meet them where they are right. and what they um What's going to minister to them in the most mm-hmm. effective way?
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always enjoyed doing kind of going back now to what we were talking about a minute ago. I enjoyed doing those classes as well, having yeah. those times where I could do that. And I did the same. If I had them during a, a time when there was a children's ministry class going on, when there was something going on, mm-hmm. I really tried to do it. Like, for example, when for me, if I was at a smaller church and I was leading a lot, then I would try to find some times where I wasn't leading. Mm-hmm. Like, for mm-hmm. example, you know, I I don't sing. I never led <laughs> children's choir. So a lot of times hey, I babe. might try to schedule <laughs> that particular class with parents while the children's choir was going on because yes. then, you know, it was, it was a good opportunity because I had that time to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I had to get creative sometimes. Sometimes I would do that class like the hour before, Mm -hmm. the children's ministry stuff started. Um, And so, you know, we would, 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 you know, have somebody that would do some other things with the kids until that point, you know, we had to be sometimes creative in the way that we did it. You know, sometimes I would do maybe a class on, you know, a, a little early on a Sunday evening, yeah. or we would do a breakfast on a Sunday morning, right. or, you know, it was a like a little one off event. Oh, yeah, we try yeah. to find those opportunities, you know, wherever yeah. I could find that was best for the church, because I had some churches where the parents love to do things early in the morning, I had some that were not morning people, and they just barely got there when church started. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really do have to look at your community to find that best time. Mm-hmm. But it's having those types of classes with the parents to help them to be able to grow as spiritual leaders in their home that I think is huge. And it's a way that we're partnering and we're helping with the spiritual growth of the children by being able to do that. What are some of the topics? What are some of the things that you really felt like that were important to cover with parents to help them to be able to understand their children's spiritual lives a little bit mm-hmm. better?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I, I mean, because we like this, I always like to do a little bit about child development and relating that mm-hmm. to spiritual development. <laughs> right. um, yes. Unsurprising, unsurprising. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, I would like to be able to, to bring in a speaker who knows more about things like all the apps these days yeah. and because, you know, internet safety has changed. I feel like just changed so much over the past few years. Um, And so trying to bring in someone to help parents sort of navigate Mm -hmm. some of these things that have just gotten so tricky, I feel like. Cause I, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel equipped to do that, but I want to bring someone else in who is.
0: Well, and I can Um, tell you over the years, I found a lot of different ways that we could do that. We used mm -hmm. to do at at a church where I served, we had one Wednesday night a month where we would serve something simple, chili or spaghetti or something just very simple for dinner. We'd have, um, you know, pizza and something for the kids. Mm-hmm. And we would bring in speakers once a yeah. month for the parents, yes. and so we did that. And like for example, now this was again when I did this particular thing. It was back in the you know dark ages when <laughs> yeah. when MySpace and all of that was just starting. <laughs> but um, we actually asked, uh, like the local um, police department had yeah. a specialist on internet safety, and so yeah, like he yeah, came yeah. and he uh-huh. spoke about internet safety one time, and then we had. Um, a a person come in that spoke about, you know, like car seats and safety with that kind of thing. And so we just picked like a bunch of general topics Mm. for parents that weren't Mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, focused on just a spiritual aspect, but Mm -hmm. on things that would help them as parents in general. And we just did it once a month and we just had the meal and they would sit and the the special speaker would talk. And then, you know, it was just a 45 minute thing. And then they would go on to the rest of the Wednesday night activities. And so it was just a really fun way to be able to do that. Mm. But you would be surprised at the number of people you can find in your community that are specialists okay. on things like they that. can help with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our insurance company would come in and talk a little bit about liability type stuff and, and mm-hmm. share that with parents. So there's like all sorts of things like that. that you yeah, can
1: yeah. So I feel like, you know, one you know, equipping them as understanding where their children are at developmentally, how to teach them the Bible, and then also mm-hmm. helping them with these very hands-on practical sort of topics, right. like what you said, that mm-hmm. parents just have questions about and that are just oh, hard yeah. hard to navigate these mm-hmm. days. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And so that's just really getting to know your parents and knowing what are the kinds of things that they're interested in, what are the things that they need to know about? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and how can you help facilitate that? And that's huge. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that... um Another thing that is really, really important is that you have good communication with your parents and that you are staying in contact with them, Mm -hmm. letting them know about events that you're having, letting them know about opportunities. You know, when we were talking about the Christmas episode, you talked about having the Advent study that you sent home with the family so that they could facilitate. It wasn't something you were doing in your church. Correct. Correct. It was something that you were sending home with them to be able to do at home. And um, and I always like to do something around Easter, the same type of thing Uh, where you're, where you're facilitating, you're giving them. And then we also did one the week after vacation Bible school.
1: Yeah. we would have
0: a devotional for them to do so that after vacation Bible school, they had a week of kind of following up with those stories and with those, Mm -hmm. those things that they had learned. So it's finding ways to be able to get information in their hands to help them with resources, to have resources. You talked about how you, would display resources for them and share resources with mm. them. You know when they were doing the um, parent child parent child dedication time. Yes, and so it's finding ways that we're communicating mm. with parents, giving them resources, helping them, mm. letting them know that you want to invest and partner with them. um, So mm -hmm. you want to spend that time and that they are welcome to come ask you questions and to come talk to you and to be able to help you. And so it's letting them know about, you know, events that are coming up and things that are happening. Those are the ways that you stay in contact. I Um, like to do things for special events too, you know, remembering birthdays and and sending little notes or sending cards every so often, just so you have that little Little
1: contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we ha- and we do have a whole episode on communication, which it's not just with parents. It's with, within the church That's staff right. and with the community and with parents and with volunteers. So we do have a whole episode on communication where we share lots of different ideas of ways to disseminate (laughs) information Mm -hmm. to people. So we've got a a nuts and bolts episode on communication as well.
0: For sure. sure. I think that a lot of these things kind of rotate in where we kind of talk about things (laughs) and we mention them and then we (laughs) kind of cycles back in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, One of the other things that I was thinking about is having a plan for all of the big moments in life that happen, because there are so many things that happen just within a family through the years And you really need to sort of have in mind what you are going to do to try to meet those needs and to try to partner with the parents during these times and how you can help them. Yes. So things like, you know, talking to them about how to disciple their children, maybe doing a class on salvation and how to lead a child to Christ, how to have that prayer with them, how to help prepare them for that would be Mm -hmm. good. We've talked before when we were talking about some of the things we talked about, um, Baptism, Mm -hmm. like helping parents understand baptism and when to be baptized and all of those things. So maybe having, you know, resources. So those are all of like those big moment kind of things in the spiritual life of a child. Yeah. But I was also thinking about what are some of the things that happen that are big moments in their lives in general Mm -hmm. that we could minister with them during And so some of those things that I was thinking about were like, for example, when there are family emergencies, Mm -hmm. you know, when they have, um, things that happen, like if they have a fire, a home fire, or Mm -hmm. if they have a car accident, or if there are things that are these, you know, family emergencies that happen, you know, a grandparent maybe breaks a hip or, you know, those kinds of things that can happen in the lives of your families where, you know, a lot of times. You know, the church will get that information because it is the parent that's going through, you know, some of these things. But to be able to make sure, I always made sure that our church secretary knew that if there was something big that happens, mm-hmm. that I got word of that too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: that I was aware because sometimes things fall through the cracks. these, Like, especially with family emergencies. And so I always wanted to say, you know, if you find out that, you know, a family has something happen, if you can make sure I'm copied on all of that information that you might send out to other ministers, just so, you know, if there's some way I can help, Mm -hmm. but also if they have kids that are in the ministry, I want to make sure that I'm on hand to be able to help during those crisis times as well. Um, I also was thinking about having plans for like when a child is born, like knowing, (laughs) you know, having your supplies ready. Like I always had my little set things that I did when we had a birth kind of prepped and ready for when I could go visit at the hospital or when I would go visit at the home, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I had that ready, but I also tried to have, resources and different things that I would have, not just for the birth, but also if there was an illness, Mm -hmm. if, you know, if a parent was very sick, if a child was very sick, Mm -hmm. if a child was in the hospital sick, I also sort of had my resources, you know, ready if that happened. Also, if you have a death in the family, whether it is the loss of a child or a loss of a parent or a grandparent or something, Mm -hmm. but to have some things prepared so that I was ready to be able to send out that note for right. us to do the, the, you know, the food chain or to be able to send, you know, flowers if I needed to, you know, like mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. tried to have sort of in my mind, these are the things that I do when these kind of things happen. And I know right. that it's kind of awkward to think about that, but it's, especially if you have a larger church mm-hmm. where you have a lot of people that you're working with, mm-hmm. these kinds of things will come up more often. And right. so you do need to, to be prepared so that you're not kind of cut off guard but I think, too, part of it is you want to make sure that you are ministering to your entire children's ministry and to the families. And so you you don't want to be caught off guard with one family and be prepared yeah. for another. Like, it, it's really helpful mm-hmm. if you're going to be sending a card or sending flowers or if you're going to do something mm-hmm. that you're prepared to do that for. Everyone that happens things. to sit, you mm-hmm. know, with, and so you really do need to have, you know, you need to have sort of a budget for that, a thought of what you're going to be doing for mm-hmm. those things. Because again, that all comes along with partnering with a family, mm-hmm. with walking alongside of them in more than just Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but walking yes. with them through life and, and, and really partnering with them as their child grows. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And it and it can take some time um, to sort of gather up all these different resources, because that's right. one thing, because I definitely at, at, at this point in my position right now, I, I don't have any any of this prepared. Um, but but just like what you're saying, like things having um, like like picture books and, and books appropriate for children on grief. There are a lot mm-hmm. of different um, books like that on grief um, that are written for children mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective, having books on Like what you said with emergencies, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with car wrecks or with home fires or that sort of thing, like other um, children's books that are um, appropriate about just. God's sovereignty. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really the right way to say that, but right. um just, you know, other other books, um picture books and children's books that can mm-hmm. come alongside families during times like this. Um and we've talked about this before in other episodes, but the I'm a Christian now books whenever it comes right. time for salvation, um mm-hmm. always keeping those on hand, stacks of those, mm-hmm. um because those are a great resource for families. Yeah. Um like with the birth of a new baby, one of the things um, that I really like is so say the new baby's born and you take them a baby blanket or whatever it is that your church does. And if they have siblings also having something prepared for the siblings as well. So, so with a new baby, that way, if there are older brothers and sisters, that way you're not leaving those out. And then even going beyond new babies, what about adoptions or, so, I mean, it can be, and not to say that you can necessarily be prepared for, Every single particular instance no. that could happen to a family, but there are some general and some sort of generic things mm-hmm. and generic resources that you can have on hand
0: right. um,
1: to utilize with families as they go through different right. either spiritual milestones or um, just major life moments as well.
0: No. Because again, these are always things that are have never been planned. Like they're they're things right. that are happening at that moment. And so just if you have just thought through it before. Mm-hmm you know, what would I say to this family if this happened, just to kind of prepare your mind and your heart, just mm-hmm. to kind of think through, okay, if I have this happen, you know, it just, it just helps you to feel like you're a little bit more grounded, I think, mm-hmm. as you're moving into it. And so kind of, you know, processing that, you know, and, and not taking a long time to do that, but just, right. just having some moments where you think, oh, this is a good resource if this happens, because it, it might. And I even so much to the point where like, I even kept like a little box in my office of games and toys and books mm-hmm. so that if there was a family emergency and the family came in to speak to the pastor and they didn't want their toddler or their second grader to be in with them. I know now a lot of them will carry toys and tar- carry games and things, but when a family's going through crisis, a lot of times yeah. they don't. Think, they're thinking about things. that. Yeah. And so I found myself a lot of times just finding kids that are just sort of sitting in the chair in the lobby, you know, while they're, yeah. you know, waiting for their parents. And so those would be times where I would try, you know, to bring out some items for them so they could sit in the lobby. I would sit with them, you know, and, and the, you know, the ministry assistants being there so that it wasn't like I was, you know, taking them the office alone, yeah. but where I was, you know, finding ways that I could kind of connect and engage and to, to use those. And yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it took time out of my day, but I felt like that was the way that I was ministering to them while their family is going through whatever their family might be going through especially if they're preparing for like the burial of a grandparent or something like that to have those kinds of things where you can engage and kind of help them disconnect a little bit from what's going on around them so just kind of thinking through those kinds of things of Mm -hmm. of how your office is set up for you know (laughs) families to visit and for things like that to happen and, and how you can do that is is just something that can be helpful I think we want to make sure that we show parents appreciation. You know, I talked before in another um, episode about how I did muffins for moms on Mother's Day and I did donuts with dads on, you know, Father's Day. And we would do different kind of parent things throughout the year just to kind of say, you know, I'm thinking about you and that I appreciate you. And and just having those ways to have those little conversations, I think are, are, are pretty important. Um, The other thing that I was thinking of that I thought is really great for us to help parents with are those transition times like the transitions from preschool into children's ministry, mm-hmm. from children's ministry into youth ministry, because yeah. we've talked before about partnering with those ministers so that we help the kids have a smooth transition. It's a big transition for the parents <laughs> oh. it is, is really, you know, youth ministry can make them very nervous. Yeah. And sometimes uh, when they go from preschool into children's ministry, they kind of get this almost mindset of, oh, now my kid can just run around wherever they want to, or, you know, you kind of have those, so you kind of have to have those, <laughs> <laughs> those moments where you are sitting down with the parents and you're kind of going, okay, you know your kids are 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 going into kindergarten, or they're going into first yeah. grade, and so I just want to let you know these are the things that you know that we that expect, can expect, and what and, you can expect, and yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of have those conversations. So. Well, Dr. Virginia, can you think of anything we've missed?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's <laughs> an infinite number of ways to partner with parents. But hopefully this has provided some good some good jumping off points um, yeah. and some good um, ideas to help you think about ways you can partner with the parents in your church. Yeah, because sure. we talk about this a lot. Just that every church is different. The needs of every church is different. You know, the yes. dynamics, the culture. Um, and so it's finding what fits with your church and with the families in your church on how you're going to be able to effectively minister to them.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, Dr. Virginia, it's been fun chatting with you today and our friends, we are just so thankful for you all for (laughs) partnering with us. As we try to share this information, we just ask if you have any questions, if there's anything else we can do to minister to you, please don't hesitate to let us know. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. you.